open up to James chapter 1 with me real quick. And uh, the Lord's already kind of changed what we're going to do today, so we're gonna, I'm going to have to talk really fast, so y'all going to listen, have to listen fast, okay? So, uh, we've been talking about the last few weeks, uh, actually, we started right before, right before the new year, and then all January, and last week we talked about this too, but about uh, the word the Lord gave us for, uh, for 2020, which was seeing clearly, seeing, uh, you know, that, that we were going to see the way God saw, and that we were going we were gonna to understand and, and, uh, and have a clear vision as far as the way God saw, not only saw us, but the way we see ourselves. And uh, we, we're using the Scripture here in James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. It says this, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving, yourself, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goes his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty... And continue therein, not being a forgetful here, but a doer of the word, uh, of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. So we saw that you know to be to be blessed and to to uh, see God to see the way God sees things and to see the way God sees us clearly is that we have to first of all we have to go to the Word and see what's in the Word. We have to see what God says about us. We have to dig in the Word, get, get his, hide His Word in His heart. The psalmist David said, we hide, you know, he said, I hide Your Word in my heart so that I might not sin against Thee. So we have to be in the Word first. But not only do we have to hear the Word, but the Bible says that we have to be a doer of the Word. So, so what that means is when we see ourselves, when we see what the Word says about us, then we have to, we have to put... What a way we'll say that is we have to put feet to that. You know, we have to, if the Bible says we're righteous, then we have to believe that. We have to walk like that. We have to, uh, we have to acknowledge that. We saw in Philemon, verse 6, we saw that last week, that the Bible says that our faith, the communication of our faith will become effectual when we acknowledge every good thing that God has done in Christ in us. So, so one of the ways we do that, and we've been, we've been looking at ways because uh, we understand the scripture, we've looked at uh, throughout the weeks. We've looked at so many of those scriptures that tells us we're complete in Christ. That we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. That all these things are ours, and they're they're ours on from the spiritual realm. But we've been talking about ways to get it from the spirit. Uh, how do we get it from the spirit man and and get that out to where we see it in the natural? We talked about this in foundations a little bit this morning that. That, uh, you know, the, one of the greatest tensions in the Christian life is being able to see something in the Scripture and then not having it a reality in our life. And that's, that's one of the biggest battles that we will face, knowing what the Word says, but not being able to get it to manifest in our life. You know, and I, I don't know if any of y'all ever been there, but that is a very frustrating place. I would dare say all of us have been there. And many of you are probably there now, where you're believing for something, you know what the Word says, but yet you haven't seen it come to pass yet. So, so there's a tension there. There's a, there's a battle raging. Paul talked, about, Paul talked about that Scripture. We've seen some of those Scriptures where Paul talked about how that there's, there's a battle raging between the flesh and the Spirit and how that you know, there's a constant battle going on there because we know, first and foremost, we've, we've looked at these things, that we're a new creation that we're first and foremost a spirit being, and that that uh, uh, you know that to live carnally, to think carnally, to think after the flesh is death. 
But so we need to go after life. We need to go after the spiritual things. But then the question is, how do you do that? You know, how do you how do you practically walk that out on a day to day walk? And so we've been looking at ways to do that and and giving you some things. And according to Philemon six last week, you know, we looked at one of the major ways we do that is we have to start acknowledging who we are in Christ. And that word acknowledge, you remember from last week, we, we talked about that that word acknowledge, the definition of that word acknowledge means to accept, to, to, uh, to agree that it's truth, that you have to accept it, you have to agree, you have to believe it. And when you acknowledge it, when you believe it, you receive it, you believe it, and you start speaking that out, that's when your faith will start working for you. You know, and then that's when, that's when those things that are, that Christ has put on the inside of us, that it'll come out of us. Now, I want to look at just a couple more today. And, uh, we looked at like 1 Corinthians 1.30 last week, where it talked about how that, that God has been made for us wisdom, righteousness, and peace. And, and we looked at those three things and how that, you know, we, that we have the wisdom of God. We're never in a place where we don't know the answer because, uh, because we have the wisdom of God. The Bible tells us that. We have the mind of Christ. And so if we have the wisdom and we have the mind of Christ, then we should never struggle to know what the right thing to do is. Right? We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. So, you know, so much of the time we always, we always seem to go toward the negative. We always seem to go toward, well, I don't know whether I have that or I don't know how to do that or I'll never walk in that, I'll never do that. You know, listen, God can... God, you can hear God, uh, you can read the Word, you can have the Holy Spirit tell you who you are, you can read the Word, read in the Word who God says you are, what you have, what you can do, you can hear it preached, you can hear it talked about, you can hear songs sung about it, and you can go on and you can, you can hear it every single day of your life. But until you truly start believing it, you'll walk in, you can walk in defeat knowing all of those principles. Knowing all the truths, knowing that God says that you're the righteousness of God, knowing that God says you always are victorious, knowing that God says that by His stripes you're healed, knowing that He says that, that you're delivered and you're set free from the power of sin, and sin no longer has dominion over you. You can know that and still be in, and still have sin controlling your life. If you don't, if you don't do something about it, there's a part that you and I play. And that part we play is we have to start seeing the Word, seeing in the Word what, who God says we are, what God says we can do, what God says we can have, and then start acknowledging it, start speaking about it, start talking about it, start believing it, and then we'll start seeing it come to pass in our life. But until, until we do our part, until we acknowledge it, until we accept it, until we uh, really, even in that word acknowledge, Part of that word acknowledge, part of that is, is you have to believe it. If you don't believe it, if you can't see yourself receiving whatever God says, whatever you see in the Word, you'll never walk in it. It's the story I always tell. I think it was Happy Caldwell or someone uh, said that they, were in, they went to Hawaii one day and, or one time and they were doing a tour and they, the, guy, the tour guide took them and showed them the most expensive house on the, on the island. And you can imagine, I mean, there's some expensive places over there, beautiful places. And he, they drove by this place and it was this mansion up on the hill and, and, and he said, this is so and so's house and it's the most expensive house on the, on the island. And, 
and uh, and they told him how much it was worth, you know, how many millions of dollars the house is worth. And he said before he realized what he said, out of his mouth, he he out of his mouth, he said he said, well, man, I just can't, I I can never see myself living in a place like that. And he said, as soon as he said that, the Holy Spirit rose up on the inside of him and said, don't worry, you never will. And the Holy Spirit told him, he said, until you can see yourself doing something, you'll never do it. We put that picture up all the time of that cat looking in the mirror and, uh, you know, and, and uh, seeing the lion in it. Well, if you don't, if you never see yourself as that lion, if you never see yourself as who God said you are, you'll always live a life less than what God had planned for you. Amen. I mean, that's just a reality. So let's look at a couple of scriptures. Turn with me to, uh, um, let's look at, uh, Romans chapter 8. I'm going to look at just a couple of scriptures real quick and then we're going to, uh, this morning the Lord changed our plans a little bit. We're going to do something a little bit different at the end here. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and 2 says this, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There, I, I cannot tell you, and I don't know that I don't know that we could even put a number on it. How many Christians live in condemnation? How many? How many people? I, I, there's probably a large. I don't know. A, I won't say a large, but there's probably some sitting in this room this morning that that are that have condemnation because of what you did last week, last night. This morning, last month, last year, wherever. And you allow the enemy to, to, uh, to put condemnation on you, and you live in condemnation. You live in, with a sense of condemnation. In other words, what that basically means is this. You are condemning yourself. You are living condemned. You are saying, well, I don't deserve this, and I, I don't, you know, I'll never be able to get that because of my background, because of what I've done, what I've said, what, where I went. You know, and you and you you just go around always with this with this mindset of condemnation on you. But notice what the word says here in in verse one. It says, "There is therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation, nothing." In other words, yeah, you may have done some bad things. Yes, you may have you may have done some things that you wouldn't want anybody in this room to find out about. And that doesn't change, I mean, you know, the fact that he says there's now, therefore, now no condemnation, it doesn't change the fact that you did those things. But here's what did change. When you get put in Christ, when you give your life to Jesus, and you, you become what we call born again or a Christian or salvation, whatever label you want to put on that, at that moment you get put in Christ. And when you get put in Christ, all of a sudden that condemnation leaves. Satan can never use that against you unless you allow him to. Because when that condemnation comes, what you say is this. You rise up and say, wait a minute, I've given my life to Jesus. I'm in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Because I'm not under the law anymore. I'm under, I'm under grace. And you see, you have to change. You have to renew your mind. You have to change the way you see yourself. Because when God sees you, He does not see you. He does not see look at you with a condemning eye. He looks at you with an eye of love. He looks at you like he, when He sees you, He sees you accepted in the Beloved. He sees you as perfect. He sees you as 
complete and total in Him. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, for the law, of, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that's the law that we live under now, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin no longer has dominion over you. Sin no longer should dominate you. It should not condemn you. Why? Because you are not under that law anymore. You're under grace. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And when you live that way, when you live, like He said, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, when you start living in the Spirit, you'll find that those desires that you had for the flesh will start to dwindle away. And you'll start wanting to do right instead of wanting to do wrong. Now, now listen, I, I, I understand it may not happen overnight, but it will happen. And when it does happen, you can't allow yourself to be condemned about it. You, you pick yourself up, you shake yourself off, and you say, with God's help, I'm getting stronger every day, I'm getting better every day, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, and I'm not letting this defeat me, that's not who I am. I am in Christ, I'm different, I'm changed, I'm a new creation, and that, that will not define my life, the rest of my life. See, that's acknowledging who you are in Christ. Amen. 2 Corinthians, this is one of my favorite verses. I say that about a lot of Scriptures, but, but this really is one of my favorite verses. 2 Corinthians 2.14, and I, I, quote this, I quote this quite often, and, and I mean, because this is just, I mean, it's just one of those verses that, that you know, it's a mindset that you, have to, that you have to get into. Where I'm acknowledging, see, this tells me who I am. This is one of those verses that tells me who I am. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says this, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and makes manifest His savor of His knowledge of or by us in every place. The Amplified says, "But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory, and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere." So see, in Christ, now that you are in Christ, you are always victorious. And everywhere you go, you spread a fragrance of the victorious life that God can give people when, when they give their life and surrender their life to God. You, you should remind everybody, everywhere you go, of the power of God. Yes, you, were, you may have been a horrible person. Yes, you may have been addicted. Yes, you may have done this. Yes, you may have done that. But no longer. That's not who I am any longer. Because I'm in Christ. I've been set free. I've been delivered. I, now, I'm, now I'm spreading the fragrance of the victory that God brings in my life every single day. Hallelujah. That's who I am. That's who you are. And some of you may be looking at me saying, well, Pastor, I don't see myself that way. That's the problem. You have to see, see that this is what this is what the word says. I'm looking in the mirror. The mirror says that I am victorious in Christ. He always leads me in victory. He brings and, and I'm a I'm a uh, he makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere I go. And see, when I turn away, if I turn away and say, yeah, that's great, but then what I just did, I forgot what manner of man God said I was. And when I forget what God says about me, then I'll go out and I'll live a defeated life because, because I forget who, who He said I was. But when the temptation comes and when the trials come, if I remember who I am, 
And I remember that I'm not the old man any longer. I put off the old man and I put on the new man. When I remember that, and when I, when, I, when I keep a picture of who God says that I am in my mind, then because of that, because of that, then I can always be an overcomer. Look at Colossians 3. Two more Scriptures, and then I've got a handout I want to hand out real quick, and then we're going to do something to end the service here. Colossians chapter 3. I, I quoted this just then, but, but I want you to see it from the Word. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3. And let's just look at verse, verse number 9, verse 9 and 10. He says this, Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and you have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So see, here's your part. How, Pastor, how do I live this out? How do I get it from the spirit man to the, to, the, to the natural man? You have to put off your old way of thinking. You have to stop seeing yourself as defeated. Stop seeing yourself as worthless. Stop seeing yourself as defined by whatever sin that, that, that has been condemning you. And you've got to put on this new way of thinking. Put on this new lifestyle that I'm living after the spirit, not after the flesh. You put off, and it's not something that you do one time. It's a process that you will do every single day. You put off that old way of thinking. When that old man tries to raise his head up and tries to get you thinking one way, you put it off and you put on the new man. You put on that new man every single day. You renew your mind. You renew your thoughts with what God, with what God says about you. Second Peter, Second Peter chapter one, and we're gonna, we'll finish with this and then, I want to hand you something in Second Peter chapter one. Man, this is so good here. Second Peter chapter one, verse three and four. He says this: According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are we given unto us, whereby are given unto us exceeding and great precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The Amplified, just real quick, says it this way, For His divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness, through the full personal knowledge of Him who called us by and to His own glory and excellence and excellent virtue. By means of these, these promises He's talking about, by means of these He has bestowed on us His precious and exceedingly great promises, so that through them you might escape by flight from the moral decay, the rottenness and the corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust and greed, and you will become sharers or partakers of the divine nature. Now listen to this. Every promise, exceeding and great precious promises that God gives us, when we take those and when we apply those and when we walk those things out, the Bible says we become partakers of the divine nature. 
We always look and we say, man, if I could just be like Jesus. My prayer, I mean, my prayer every day is, God, I want to be more like you today than I was yesterday. And I, I, I don't say this, but I could say it this way. Lord, I want to partake of, that, of your nature more today than I did yesterday. How do I do that? When I walk in those, those precious, exceedingly great precious promises that, that, that deals with life and godliness. In other words, listen, I mean, we, we saw that everything you need to live a good, godly life, He has put on the inside of you. You have on the inside of you everything you need. And, when, and, and what you and I have to do is take what's on the inside of us and, and get and start acknowledging it and start getting it out from us, getting it out from the inside and start walking that truth out. When we start walking that truth out, we become a partaker or a, uh, we, we join into the very same nature that Jesus had when He walked this earth. The divine nature that is in God is on the inside of every one of us. And when we walk these promises out, we become just like Him. Amen. Um, ushers, can I get you all to hand this out for me? Please. Just one to everybody. Um, we, uh, last night I was sitting at my computer and, and I, I was finished with my sermon and um, I was getting ready to go to bed and, and I heard the Lord say, Here's what I heard. Here's what I heard the Lord say, uh, Lewis. You, or you want to hand some of those to Stephen and Vernon there? They can help you. But I just heard the Lord say this. I heard the Lord say this. He said, "He said, Stephen, I want you to help them out this morning." I said, "All right, I'm going to help them out." So I sat down and I just I looked back through my notes over the last six or seven weeks. And here's here's what I did. I, I thought about the scripture that that we used in in Philemon. Verse 6 last week about acknowledging every good thing that's on the inside of us. Now listen, that, the page you're getting ready to see, the page you're getting ready to have in your hands, you've heard these Scriptures over the last six, seven weeks. We've, these, this, this, this paper that, that's in your hands is nothing more than just Scripture that we've looked at. And it's Scripture that, that you and I can have. That, I mean, it's Scripture that it, these are the promises of God. This is, this is who God says that you are. This is, who God, this is what God says you can have. This is what God says you can do. And, and you know, and, and you might ask the question, how do I acknowledge? What, what do I acknowledge? You know, if, if, if acknowledging every good thing helps my faith to, to be effectual, then what, what do I acknowledge? Can I have one of those? <clears throat> so here, I want to read this. Y'all, y'all just read. Now, he told me to help you out. So here, so here's what I did over the last over the last six or seven weeks. Like I said, this is a summation of what I've been preaching. I, I mean, if, if you have paid attention, none of this should be new to you. This should be a realization. You should be, to be honest with you, you should be walking in some of these things right now, Amen. because I've because this is what we have been ministering on. And this is who this is. This is nothing but just scripture. And the the scripture says when you acknowledge the truth, that you'll start walking in it, right? All right. So um, I tell you what, praise and worship. You guys can come on up and get ready. And then and while while I'm doing this, um, I'm just going to read this. And now listen. I mean, this is just this is a declaration. What it, you know? As I sat down at my computer last night, I just heard the Lord. He said, "Help." He said, "I want you to help them." So I, I just wrote out an, an an acknowledgement of what I've ministered the last five or six weeks, seven weeks, whatever. So here's what I wrote: 
And, you, and this, is, this can be your confession. You can add to this. You should add to this. You know, this, this is not something, this is not a complete list. But this is something that you can add to and that you can, uh, you know, that, that you can continue doing these. But here's what I wrote. I just sat down and looking through my notes and I said this. I acknowledge, accept, admit, and I recognize that I am who God says that I am. I can do what God says that I can do. I have what God says that I can have. My faith will become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in me because of my identification with and in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am always victorious in Christ. I am more than a conqueror through Him that loves me. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed me from all iniquity. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. I am free. I have no condemnation. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am no longer carnally minded. But I am spiritually minded, which leads me to life and to peace. I reckon myself to be dead to sin, and I'm alive to God. Sin no longer has dominion over me, for I am not under the law, but I am under grace. I have been delivered from the power of darkness, and I have been translated into the kingdom of Jesus. I have put off the old man, and I have put on the new man. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ right now. I am complete in Christ right now. I am the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus. I receive with meekness the engrafted Word, which is saving my soul. I forgot to read that Scripture to you this morning. I was going to read that. We'll, we'll hit that next week, maybe. I am a doer of the Word, and I will not forget what manner of man I am. I receive these great and precious promises, and I share in His divine nature. I renew my mind with these thoughts and I acknowledge that they are true and I am walking in these things. In Him I am blessed. Now boy, that's a mouthful. But that's what you've heard over the last six, seven weeks. If you've been paying attention. Amen. So, this morning, uh, the the team was uh, warming up and, and they they hit a new song and they were going to plan on doing this in a couple of weeks, but it just this song is just a um, this song is it capsulizes everything we just said. And this morning was the first time they did it, and they got it they got it down so well. I said, "Why don't you guys just do that at the end of the service today?" And so this song, the name of this song is Champion, and that's who you are. You're a champion. Amen. And, and, you know, and they're going to go through it. And it's, it's a simple song to catch on to. But let's stand to our feet. And I want you guys, I want, as, as they sing this and as they play this, I, we'll have the words up there. I want you guys to, 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 uh, to declare that this is who you are. You are a champion. Amen. So let's, they're going to play this and then, and then I'll come back up after they get through here. So let's just worship with these words here.
Yeah. 
I think that pretty well sums up what we said today. Church, listen. Until you see yourself the way that the Word says, until you see yourself the way God sees you, you'll never be victorious. But when you see yourself as a champion, when you see yourself as victorious, when you see yourself as an overcomer, when you see yourself as more than a conqueror, through Christ and in Christ, that's when you'll start walking in it. Now listen, I've, I've shared with you the Word, I've, I've given you papers, I've given you Scriptures, I've given you references. If I could do it for you, I would. But I can't. It's up to you. It's up to me. In my life, it's up to me. In your life, it's up to you. But as you go out of here today, I, I, I pray that you hear this message. And I, the words that I want you to hear is this. And I want you to say this, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will just reverberate this in your, in your, in your thoughts all this week. I, I titled this message today, That's Who I Am. That's Who I Am. This, this is who you are. This is who you are. Church, I just I want you to know, I want you to hear that. This is who you are. And I pray that this week, as you go your ways this week, and as you walk these things out, I pray that you keep saying that, you keep hearing that, and you just keep saying, that's who I am. That's who I am. And, and I pray, listen, I pray you take and add to this. I just I just looked over my notes and just wrote this down real quick. It didn't take me didn't take me very long at all, and just quoted scripture. As the Lord gives you more scripture, the Bible the Bible says in Philemon six there it says acknowledge every good thing that Christ has done in you. That's a whole lot more than what is on this paper. This, this is just a start. So as you as you go this week, as you acknowledge every good thing that is in you, in Christ Jesus. My prayer is that your faith will become effectual, that you'll be the fragrance of the, of the victory in Christ everywhere you go. Whatever, whatever needs you came with this morning, I, just, I, I declare and I speak over you that, that God has met that need. You are complete. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Lacking nothing. Lacking no good thing. Acknowledge it. Believe it. Accept it. Realize that it's truth. And then go and walk it out. Amen. If you need prayer, uh, let's just do this just real quick. If you need prayer, I just want to invite you to come down. I'd love to pray with you. If anybody needs prayer, just make your way down. And I don't, I don't want to end without a service like this without, without offering prayer. If you need somebody to agree with you, if you need healing or miracle, whatever that case may be. But as you go your way today, I just want you to acknowledge every good thing that's in you. Because that's who you are.
We have prayer tonight. We have our encounter night tonight at 5. So if you want to come back, and man, we're just going to soak in His presence and, and just uh, let, him, let Him tell us who we are. And just soak in that. Uh, tonight at 5, we invite you to come back. Just a wonderful time in His presence. Uh, remember, sign up for the Valentine's Banquet. And, and I hope all of you can come to that. Uh, we're raising money for the building fund, for the, for the roof we're going to be putting on our house. You're going to hear more about that in the, the weeks to come. Uh, but we just encourage you guys, I encourage you guys to remember that's who you are. Amen. So we love you guys. God bless you. Uh, you're dismissed. We'll see everybody later this week. So God bless you guys.